Welcome to the Random Horror Show. I am your host, Casey Lacey, where we randomly commentate on horror, science fiction, fantasy, cult classics, the obscure, in movies, television, and books. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Casey Lacey. How y'all doing out there? <laughs> well, well, well. I'm glad y'all enjoyed the show with Christy where we was having our discussion on Naughty the Demons <laughs> and Midsommar. That was like a really fun show. Um, and just going to catch up with y'all. I had a birthday and then I didn't even have like a birthday party on my birthday. I was just like, right, I'm not feeling it. So I had it at the Grove in Tyler, Texas. Shout out to the Grove. Thank you very much for having me as like part of your your establishment. I loved it there. Uh, Maggie, the, the coordinator, she was really, really great, uh, especially helping me decorate. Yeah, my daughter was too scared to decorate. It looks too fancy. I'm scared. That's how she was. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? We had a really, really great time. Christy, yeah, Christy came and her husband came and we just turned it up. And seriously, I'm thinking about putting her as my co-host for the Random Horror Show. She has everything 100%. She loves the horror movies. She has the energy for it. She has the great sense of humor and everything i mean she's just like literally the literally perfect and i hope she agrees and so we're gonna be still gonna be doing shows like with christy for like discussion and i really do enjoy her i love like you know the the camaraderie that me and her have it's hilarious and by the way um Happy anniversary to her and Kurt Kurt. Love y'all and many, many more years. Been together for 14 years and I want y'all to be together like till one of y'all turn into like a werewolf or a vampire. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know, like, but happy anniversary to them. Oh, they're so awesome. But Saturday Night's Future is going to be reanimator. I had to reanimate it my like couple weeks ago and stuff because I was just like, I ain't feeling it. I want to come back to life. So I like reanimated my ass. And I feel so much better. Trust me, I do. And yes, I turned 43. So I was like, shit, I'm going to reanimate my damn self. But tonight's feature is reanimator um 1985 horror comedy with jeffrey combs barbara crampton bruce abbott david gale and robert sampson they all were amazing in this movie um the practical effects are really really great uh it's kind of cheesy a little bit a couple little scenes and stuff but um, if y'all not have heard of Reanimator, it was called H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator. And they just like, I'm just going to drop it. You know, that's like way too much extra steps just to say Reanimator. One thing that I like noticed about Reanimator is that my first time I was watching, it was like 11 years back. Because I've always been scared of this movie, no matter what. When I rented movies at the video store and... It's just, I was like, man, I don't want to watch that. That looks, I, I'm like, I ain't ready for that. You know, I, you know, it was like a lot of horror movies that I wasn't ready for when I was younger. And then when I got like a little bit older, I was ready for them. But Reanimator, I don't think I was really ready for it. <laughs> I was, now I'm like ready for it. And it still freaks me out. There's a lot, oh gosh, the scene with like, Oh, God, Megan and Dr. Hill, which is played by David Gale. Um, he was a trooper. He uh, passed on, but he was such a trooper on the practical effects, what they did for him. Oh, my gosh, that part still, like, freaks the shit out of me. It's the same thing, like, the lipstick that 
Susanna putting her titty in Night of the Demons. And then, of course, Angela from Sleepaway Camp. You know, the big grand finale, the big unexpected surprise of who's the killer, you know, um, who was murdering all the kids and the camp counselors and everybody else in Sleepaway Camp. It was like one of those scenes. It's just like that, that it will stay and haunt me for the rest of my life. I can be like 80 some years old. I can forget everybody have Alzheimer's dementia, but I remember those three over-the-top scenes, and I give it to them for being very over-the-top. And it does. It sticks in your brain. And um, in Reanimator, you have one of those scenes like that. <laughs> uh, when I first time watched it, it was like 11, 11, 11, 13, something like that years ago. Um, it was, of course, <laughs> no, I, so typical. Everybody's asleep and watching Reanimator. It was on Netflix. Yeah, it was on Netflix. And the scene, it was just like, whoa. It was like so crazy. And I had like a really like medium fro at the time. And I'm sitting there grabbing my hair and pulling my hair. I mean, my head and scalp was so sore. I don't know how many strands of hair that I pulled out, but... I pulled out a lot of hair and there was like this blood curling scream that I let out. I, I can't even scream. I'm like, ah, ah. no, it was like, ah, streaking. I mean, somebody's murdering me. Scream, very blood curling. Somebody's finna murder me right at this moment. Scream. And I woke everybody up in the house. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that was the coolest part about reanimator. And also, I don't know if somebody watched Aladdin. I mean, okay, like what I'm going, like what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm kind of a little bit extra and stuff, a little extra. Um, yeah, I've been drinking a little bit of wine, but um, I noticed that somebody who was probably one of the writers of Reanimator, um, uh, and probably was, you know, uh hired by Disney or something because like on Aladdin um I, I started I was like that's crazy I'm like I'm watching Reanimator I already seen Aladdin Aladdin is a 1992 film from Disney big box office hit um the animated version not the live one and so I was like somebody worked on Reanimator got hired at Disney wrote <laughs> was part of the writing crew of Aladdin and there it is because Aladdin is like reanimator I was just like that is so crazy and plus this is a love it's a HP Lovecraft story so anything is just beyond beyond so when I watch reanimator and I was like god dang this reminds me so much of Aladdin it really does um we have our characters in reanimator which is Herbert West uh Dan we have Megan Halsley. We also have Dr. Uh, Carl Hill. And then um, Dean Halsley. And you have Jeannie, Aladdin, Jasmine, Jafar, and Sultan. Those are like the five people in Aladdin, okay? So you have five people in Reanimator. Now, if you count Rufus, that's a poo. Um, I know, uh, what's that, Raja, the, like, tiger in there? Who can, I, I mean, it can, Apu can, like, go, I mean, like, Rufus the cat can go by, like, you know, Apu and, um, Raja, because Raja was a tiger, and Rufus is a cat, is a cat, it's feline, and it's, um, it's Dan's cat, and, of course, Rufus is annoying as shit, but so lovable, Apu was annoying as shit, but he was lovable. So you have, like, that cross, like, Apu and Raja, you know, being Dan's cat Rufus. And that, and I was like, oh, crap. That's crazy. That's crazy. And you know what was really crazy? And I'm just, and this is just random as hell. I've watched Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League and... And I was like tripping 
because I was like, you telling me Martian Manhunter has been in these movies all this time in plain sight. And I was just like, oh, that is so crazy. It's four hours long, but I was like, that is the, I was like, that's the cut that should have been, that's the cut that should have been played first instead of that whatever that was because like the whole ending of it the one that they released in 2017 that shit was corny as hell the one is Zack Snyder he's I mean this is like this is the Justice League and it he actually did it really well of like a the DC comic uh it was tripping me I was like whoa Batman said fuck Ben Affleck said fuck (laughs) yeah I was like tripping on that because if you know about a dc universe um we know how it is but you know enough of that right there that was like crazy but i was like but i was like giving you an example of how you know of you know martian manhunter was like in um all of the movies just sitting there in plain sight for us and if you like i said you watch a reanimator then you watch aladdin the um, animated movie vert, the animated movie, you'd be like, whoa, that's crazy. But yeah, I seen that when, you know, I watched that the first time. I was just like, that like blew my mind right there. And no, I was not under the influence, but <laughs> it's just three o'clock in the morning. I was literally like, just, wow, are you serious? So, we're going to go ahead and get started on Reanimator. Welcome back to the second segment of the Random Horror Show, where we are talking about Reanimator. Reanimator! Starring Jeffrey Combs, Bruce Abbott, Barbara Crampton, David Gale, and Robert Sampson. All right. The way how this, like, whole movie just takes place. It's like Aladdin. And like I said, it just reminds me of Aladdin. Well, it starts off as Dr. West was in Switzerland. And he is in the room with one of the scientists. And they heard all these loud shrieking and stuff. And the cops bust on in and... Oh, home biscuit, just eyes popping out of his motherfucking head. And Herbert's like, I didn't kill him. You know, I didn't kill him. And then the, the, this, and the lady, the little fat ass little lady and shit, she's standing there looking at her. And then like the dude's eyes like popping out and shit, like some total recall stuff. And she's like screaming and stuff. And I was just like, why are you standing in front? If you know, if you see this dude shit, Blowing up like Total Recall, like Arnie, when he went on the plant on the planet surface of Mars, and his eyes are like googling out and, and popping out and shit. Like, why are you standing there looking at it? That's just like so weird. Swear on crap. So I seen some shit like that. I be running my ass off. I'm like, I am not about to find out what the heck is going on. But she gonna stand there like a big old stand up in the road to go to see this dude screaming in agony and dying crazy ass then we go off to Missatonka medical school where we see Dan he is trying to save a life poor lady she's gone you know she's just like out of there she out of there but he just keep on keep on one thing about Dan is that he was a third resident and third year resident there, I mean, he was like top of the class. We could tell, like I said, we had we have this like a really weird Aladdin theme, like with it. And of course, Aladdin, he was poor. You know, they call him a street rat. And um, Dan, he was basically a third year resident, top pretty much top of his class, promising career in the medical field as a doctor. Um, he, we can actually, like, get, like, a gist of it. That's the reason why I like stories where you can actually, like, piece it together. Um, Dan, we could tell Dan is not from, like, a prestigious family, probably, like, a lower working middle class family. 
and he just like soared and excelled. He's also dating uh, Megan Hosley, which is played by Barbara Crampton. And he's like, oh, I'm in love because, you know, like how Aladdin was, he like, I'm going to get Jasmine and I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to have the whole kingdom. But I'm like, you know, he's like, I'm going to get the palace and shit like that. That's how Dan, that's how like Dan was. Dan was like, I'm going to be a medical student, you know, a medical doctor, blah, blah, blah. I'm dating, you know, the dean's daughter. He's over to school, you know, I'm doing, like, what I can to be all I can be, the best I can, and he was just, like, well, life is good, life is good until his whole life was turned upside down when he met Herbert West. Herbert West came up in that bitch, like, yeah, let's see what's going on, and as in a Lovecraft horror story a lot of things takes place in minnetonka missatonka i'm like what is this missatonka because i'm trying to like i'm trying to find out my damn self i'm like where is this missatonka at and does is this like another like is there like a dimension of horror or there in missatonka i'm just trying to figure that shit out right there and west he meets up with dr carl hill him and Dr. Carl, Carl Hill, they have, like, a big-ass pissing contest, see who has the biggest dick, you know, uh, Wes was like, man, my shit is like John Holmes, your shit is like, like, I don't know, tiny, I mean, they have a pissing contest, who's like the biggest, like, better scientist, who has the biggest, better research and especially in neurology and brain surgery things like that they were talking about the life expectancy of the human brain which Wes replied in six minutes dr hill's like no it's six to twelve minutes and Wes was like hell no it's six minutes you know they were just like going at it and stuff like cats and dogs like i said they was having a who can piss the father's contest and who has to, and that was pretty much measuring dicks in the, in the medical science field. And, uh, of course, Dean Halsley, he was just like, y'all, y'all need to cut this shit out. You know, <laughs> he's like, y'all stop this shit. Stop it right now. Dan also takes shifts at the hospital while he's, um, doing his studies. Yeah. He's doing his studies. All right. On Megan. Um, you know, you have Rufus. Rufus is like was like a Raja and Abu because Rufus is a cat and Raja was a tiger. And then Abu was like small but annoying and cute. And Rufus is, of course, a small cat. And he was annoying because he always interrupted Megan and Dan when they be doing the horizontal hokey pokey and stuff. He wanted that attention from <laughs> just like, just like if you, just like Aladdin and Jasmine, when they get ready to kiss or they hugging up on each other, here comes a boo, you know, that's how Rufus was. Rufus was Raja and Abu mixed together. So West, he comes and he's like, hey, Dan. I see you looking for a roommate because Dan put out his little ad and he was like, yo, I need a room. I need a private room. I don't want you to be fucking what I be doing in my room. And <clears throat> I'm paying rent there. I prefer my privacy. Don't fuck with me. That's pretty much how West is. And West is actually Jeannie tripping, tripping me out because West had this serum. He had this serum that can bring the dead back to life. And that's like what the powers of like Jeannie had. Jeannie had powers that was like beyond your imagination, beyond your dreams to make, you know, three wishes to make everything come true. Well, West had that power just like that to bring the dead back to life, to uh, 
have like a breakthrough like through science technology he wanted that power and pretty much this whole movie and the story of it is just people who are obsessed with power there's you know you have west who uh had the power he just didn't know how he knew how to use the power he just he was just very like uh how would i say um he was very self-absorbed with his stuff with his work and and don't get in the way of his damn work i tell you that right there shit that motherfucker was all about his damn work and then you had Dan who wanted, he didn't realize he had that power until when the whole nightmare of, um, of West unleashing his serum on different subjects in the movie. He was just like, damn, I just got fucked off and just fucked around with the wrong ass person. And then, of course, you have Dr. Hill. He really had every finger in hand, toe, booty, nut hair, everything else in Mississippi. Not only that, he had, he swayed the, um, Dean Halsley, his trust, um, his everything. And one thing that Dr. Hill had, he had it all. He wanted Dean Halsley's daughter, but just like Jafar, Jafar had every little finger, nook, and cranny inside the palace and was the right-hand man of the Sultan, just like Dr. Hill was the right-hand man to Dean Halsley. So they, he wanted everything. And the same thing, uh, Jafar wanted Jasmine. Dr. Hill wanted uh, Megan. I mean, come on. you. I mean, you cannot, like, sit there and watch a lot. Like, if you watch Reanimator... And then afterwards, you watch Aladdin, you'll, like, see what I'm talking about. True shit right there. And, um, they all had, like, this class, you know, um, going on and stuff. Dr. Hill was performing one of his, um, routine little surgeries. It was, like, lobotomy. And, of course, Hill got up under Dr. Hill's skin Wes was so funny. It was like so hilarious. He kept breaking pencils. He kept breaking them number two pencils in his class. That cracked the crap out of me. I was like, Dr. Hill was like, and then you like drill a hole right there. And then there's Wes like, break. He just kept looking at him. And he just kept going. He's just like, okay, you know, you broke your pencil and stuff. And then he just kept saying some balderdash bollocks bullshit with it and then was like break and dr hill was like hell no you ain't gonna disrespect me in my fucking class i was cracking up laughing. this is like the whole comedy part of it because it was that funny of like west how he threw shade at he west didn't give a damn um he was practically you know for his own self-interest he was all for his own self he's not even a dang hero that's what i liked about wes i mean i know like people like always love a hero and shit like that but really i'll be i really be rooting and clapping for people that are not the hero they're the anti-hero or they're a villain i mean people think like oh we have so many villains and so many evil people now, there's, like, a difference between people that are, like, really, really evil, and then there's people that are, like, just don't give a fuck. Don't give no fucks whatsoever. And Wes was one of those people who did not give no fucks whatsoever. It was so cool. So refreshing just to see something like that right there. And, um, yes, he gets kicked out of the class. Wes does. He's also kicked out from the school because they now found out that he had some interesting, you know, backstory to him in Switzerland, which led the whole thing, you know, they're finding out that he was kind of like in a murder type of trial thing that was like pretty much like escaped and what came on back to the estates 
to the states and stuff from Switzerland to get away from that crime that he did. Wes was also a gaslighter and stuff. Uh, Rufus was missing, and Bar uh, and Megan was like, "Where's Rufus? Where's Abu? Where's like was Raja and everything?" She was calling for Rufus. Come to find out, Rufus is dead ass, like in the refrigerator. And Wes comes in, he's like, what did I tell y'all about coming in my room? What I said, I said no privacy. You know, I want my privacy. Y'all can't be coming in my shit like that. You know, what's wrong with y'all? Like, Wes was about to, like, start kicking ass, you know, with them in there. And and Megan was just like, uh-uh, like, I don't believe this shit. This dude has killed your damn cat and put it in the refrigerator. And she's like, Dan you need to, like, kick this motherfucker out. And Wes was just straight-up gaslighting Dan. Dan is, like, basically uh, an enabler that tried. He was pretty much a people-pleaser. He was. He liked to please a lot of people. He don't want to, like, set off waves and stuff. That's what Dan was, actually. He was like that. And though he was consoling Megan... He was trying to keep the peace with Wes because, no, number one, yes, they didn't have no reason to be in his room because that was his wish to not to be disturbed and nobody doesn't go in his room because he wanted his privacy and they didn't respect his privacy. Now he got like, shit, I got y'all motherfuckers right now, you know, because y'all disrespected me. And he gaslit them, but Megan didn't even, like, believe all that shit. She's like, uh-uh, bitch, I'm too smart for that right there. Like, something ain't right with you. And so, after uh, the whole Rufus is in the refrigerator dead part, uh, Wes goes down to the basement. He performs the serum on Rufus to make sure that his shit works. Um, yeah, Rufus now is dead, he's back to life, and he's attacking Wes, scratching the shit out of his ass, cause you know why, Rufus remember like, hey, this motherfucker broke my neck and everything, I'm gonna attack this fool, so he goes in primal mode, uh, attacking Wes, Dan comes down, he looks, he's like, oh shit, what the hell, that's my cat, my cat was dead in your refrigerator, what the fuck just happened, so, he kills Rufus, very sad. I mean, I was like, dang, you know, Rufus had it rough, though. He did. He got his neck broke. Then he was in the refrigerator for a long-ass time. Then somebody brought him back to life. And then somebody else got to kill him. God dang, Rufus. Rufus, Rufus, Rufus went through a lot of shit. He did. <laughs> Rufus went through a lot of shit. And that's when Wes begins to uh, let Dan know what the serum is, um, how it works. Um, he was just explaining, like, this is my life's work. You see the results of what happened when I brought Rufus back to life. Isn't that amazing? Again, Dan is like, what the hell did I just walked into? What's going on? Now my life seems like... It's going cuckoo. It's going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because I just seen my dead cat come back to life, try to, like, maul us to death, and then I have to kill my cat because I love my cat. Do I really love my cat? But I have to kill it because it was hurting us. Yeah, he's, like, hella fine, confused. But then again, H.P. Lovecraft, like, can really can fuck your mind. I mean, H.P. Lovecraft is a mind fuck. It really is. I love H.P. Lovecraft stories. They really are best. And Dan goes to Dean Halsley and he's like, I got a tale of a great thing. And, 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 and he will believe me because uh, Megan came up to him and said, like, look, um, West is not who we thought he was. Uh, West seems pretty dangerous. Um, you know, I, she's like, you need to get his ass out of the house before he gets you in trouble and your whole, like, budding career in medicine and you becoming a doctor is going to go down the toilet. 
and she was right and stuff, but damn, like he is, he don't want to make any damn waves, so he felt like, I'm going to do the right thing and go to your dad and tell him everything. So he went and goes and, like, talks to Dean Halsley about West and what West's discovery, um, his, you know, bright, like, amazing scientific breakthrough in, like, uh, re- re- uh, resurrecting the dead to life with West's, you know, um, unethical, it is unethical, um, just unethical shit that he's doing, and Dean, and Dean Halls is like, uh, sir, um, I'm gonna need for you to, like, not come back, um, you're suspended from the hall, you're not able to come back to the hospital because you're taking a bunch of crazy pills i don't know what hell you and west are cooking up and sir do i remind you you are dating my daughter um you gonna fuck up her life you gonna talk like this and you you no i don't want you around my daughter for real he was like hell no he's just being a dad protecting his daughter and stuff and then you know he was like damn i thought this dude has had good head on his shoulders he coming here talking about some life after death, like zombie thriller shit. You know, he was just like, hell no, nah, I don't want this fool here. So, West is snuck inside the uh, morgue uh, later on that night. He, of course, the, the security guard, he was just like, ah, whatever. He was just like, I've been drinking some coffee. Oh, hey, what's up? Like that. But Dan sneaks West into the morgue. They find a really good specimen. Uh, West uses the serum. He injects him with like 10 cc's or something like that. And then they start, you know, of course, they're starting to experiment. And Dan's like afraid, but he was like, this is cool, but this is. I'm afraid. Yeah, Dan, it's because, like, you was hanging around with the cool kids and shit. Now your ass is really going to get in trouble. And Wes was like, well, gosh darn, this is not working like I wanted to. Wes was, like, getting all pissed off because his serum wasn't working in this perfect, you know, dead specimen that's in the morgue. And he's like, oh, I'm finna raise up the 30 cc's. I'm like, okay, then. Yeah, you're going to shoot all that all up in this shit. So, Wes shot him up with 30 CCs, which Wes should have already known. If you're going to put 40, like 10 plus 30, man, come on. Like, I think Wes kind of did not pay attention in math. Because if you know that, like, something like that can be, like, a really, really increased, uh, extreme dosage with something like that. It doesn't even matter if it's, like, insulin, because my grandma takes insulin, and you better not go, like, over 30 or under 30. It has to be precise. So I know about, like, syringes and dosages and stuff. And then the body jumps up. It starts attacking Buffalo Boy. I was like cracking up laughing because this fool like just came back from the dead. This hoe was mad though. This dude was mad. Like, how in the hell y'all gonna bring me back to life? I know I died. Okay, I died. Like, every function in me is not working and shit. I'm ready to be put in the ground. And y'all hoes them brought me back? Oh, hell no. And so he just started duking it out with all of them and stuff with West and Dan. Damn, that was hilarious. And Dean Halsley and Megan, they found out that, oh, okay, Dan actually was there. You know, they're like, oh, shit, no. Like, Dean's like, I done told this fool not to be coming up here. Because all that bullshit that he done told me in my office earlier. Like, hell no. I'm finna go snatch this kid. And, like, you know, I'm finna put, like, the popo in his life. Because I done sit there and told him this. I'm gonna take his, like, scholarship away. He ain't gonna have no motherfucking future. Because he done fucked up by me. And see, like, that's where Dan really effed up right there. Is because he sit there and listened to West. 
that's what you get when you hang out with the cool kids and shit, thinking they, thinking you gonna be cool with them, but you ain't like that. So Dean goes down to the morgue and he's like beating on the door, like, yo, y'all let me in, y'all let me in like that, like, get out of here. Oh, like, dead dude, man, he just busts down that door like King Kong and everything. Then he starts jumping on the door like Dean is up under wedge on top of this metal door. Dead motherfucker was jumping on there like, shit, he was in PE or something. He was like, oh, 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 like that. And did like killed his ass and shit. The grossest part was like when he uh bit the de- like Dean's fingers off. I was like, ooh, that's just nasty right there. Just super nasty. And yeah, Dean is dead. Dean Halsley is dead as a doornail. And <laughs> Dan's like, oh my god, Dean is dead. <coughs> my girlfriend's dad is dead dead um Wes kills the the uh the animated corpse with a little saw he drills a saw right through his chest killing him again and of course Wes is like oh wow oh Dean Hosley's dead hey let's go ahead and inject the surgery in him and Dan was like man what the hell did you just did you, was you not here? Did you just got your ass knocked out by the home, by the dead dude? You see what the dead dude done did? Dead dude done killed Dean Halsley. You see how much shit we done went through in this morgue. And now you want to inject the, the, the serum into Dean Halsley. Yeah, I'm telling you, Weston did not give a fuck. And that's the reason why I liked it, Wes. He inserts the serum into Dean Halsey. Dean Halsey pipes back up and he is livid. I be livid too. I be livid as hell too. You gonna come down to my damn moor and perform some like unethical, not even like, it's very criminal, you know, experiment. And then you gonna get my ass killed just because, you know, you doing some bullshit, I'm pissed. He was, Dean Halsley was really pissed. And they took Dean Halsley away because they thought maybe he was, you know, kind of went crazy or something like that. But they didn't realize that Dean Halsley was actually dead. Uh, Dr. Hill seen how he was. Dr. Hill, of course, like Jafar, like, <laughs> like rubbing his little hands and stuff like that. You know, he's just like, yes. He is incapacitated to like many make no sound decision whatsoever. He's down now. I can get his daughter. It's like I got everything in plan. He and Carl Dark is thundering and lightning outside. Doctor Carl Carl Hill is actually the villain of this whole movie. It's not West. It really isn't. It's Doctor Carl Hill. Because the way how Dr. Carl Hill operates is just really methodical. Um, He plans. I mean, he is really like checkmate. He is a master of like playing chess with like his career and then being the right hand man of of Dr. of, of Dean Halsley because he is literally like the smoothest motherfucker in this damn movie. And, of course, Dr. Hill was going to console Megan. And then, when she get the crown, her eyes out by her dad. Like, this fool, like, had delusions of grandeur and shit like that. He's like, man, I'm finna, like, hit them panties. Because he was really happy that Dan was, was expelled, um... He was. He was really, really happy that all this shit was happening to Dan because that moves Dan out the way to get to Megan. And he he had Megan to sign a waiver form to perform any type of life-saving surgery for her, you know, 
with her father. I mean, the same thing like with Jasmine when she was like, you know, just so distraught what happened to her father, the Sultan. Um, she had to like, I guess, you know, can you help my dad? I mean, she was the same way just like that with um Jafar. Jasmine was because because she loved her dad and she didn't want nothing to happen to dad. And it's the same way how Megan was with with Dean Halsley is that, you know, I want to please help him. You know, I just want my father back. And, of course, Dr. Hill was like, yeah, I get to perform my own shit on his ass. And what he did, he gave, he lobotomized him and, and did like this brain control type thing with Dean Halsley. And so Dr. Hill found out about West's whole little thing. He goes over to the house and he finds that West took a sample piece of a specimen from, um, from Rufus and he was looking through it through um, the microscope and of course Dr. Hill sees it he looks through it he was like my god this discovery this is amazing this is like scientific breakthrough and it's gonna be all my shit and like Wes was like no this motherfucker did he said mine mine Hold up, Wes was like, oh no, we're gonna have to like like we're gonna have to gather him up. Now you just made him piss. You just made Herbert West piss. Cause Dr. Hill is sitting there thinking he's gonna like do away with Wes and then take his serum that he has and and say it's his because that's the reason why Wes called out Dr. Hill knowing that he plagiarizes He's fucking mediocre. He ain't shit. Because he was like, you ain't shit. Wes pretty much Wes seen who he was. And Wes comes up behind him and knocks his ass out with a shovel. And um, yeah, Wes <laughs> West chops his head off, so he's decapitated. He decapitate he decapitated him like he was Eddard Stark. Game of Thrones. And he was just like, alright. Wes like, hmm, I ain't never did two whole parts. So he injected a serum into Dr. Hill's head and he injected um the rest into his body. Dr. Hill was really pissed. He was like, Yeah, bastard. And Wes, that was the stupidest thing that Wes can ever do, was like inject the serum into Hill because now you just actually gave Hill more power than he ever ever had because he already had power. You just gave you just gave this motherfucker like five hundred one ups right there. Seriously, you just gave him five hundred one ups, and they knocked Doctor. They knocked West out. They go back to the morgue. Uh, yeah, Hill has some shit up under his sleeve, literally and figuratively that he knew what he was going to do. And he was like 10 steps ahead. Dan goes over to the house. Megan's like, I tried to hate you. What you did to my dad and everything else. I'm crying, but I still love you. And I'm just like, oh my God, girl. Like, I know how you feel. I mean, I had nobody to like kill my dad or whatever. My dad's still living, but like, I know how you feel. Like, seriously, I know how you feel. Because I've felt like that before, too. You just can't hate that person because you just love them too damn much. But Dan was actually giving her a warning because Dan was like, you need to get the hell out of here, girl. Molly, you in danger. Yeah, he was like on those ghost vibes, like Whoopi Goldberg. Molly, you in danger. Because Dan was like, you don't need to be around me. You're in danger. You need to go. You need to go right now. You need to go real quick, 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 quick. And then Dean Halsley busts in the house and she's screaming. She's like, oh, shit. What the hell is this? Like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. 
it was her dead dad that was being reanimated and being controlled by Dr. Carl Hill. And Dean knocks the crap out of Dan. Dan should have died at that damn throat ass that slapped like across the across the wall and stuff. Because that was like, I was like, Dan should have been at least brain damaged or a broken neck right there. Seriously, that man was so damn strong that he knocked the shit. I'm not, I'm talking about knocked the literal shit out of him. Well, she passes out, as I would too. My dead dad comes and kidnaps me. That's some weird shit right there for you. Dean takes Megan back to the um, morgue. <sighs> Clothes are being ripped off. She had that grandma gown. Yeah, she had that sexy grandma. I have a sexy grandma gown too. She ripped that sexy. He they he ripped that sexy grandma gown off of her, and you know there's just just a butt naked chick on a cold ass slab that's being you know tied up and stuff and. Of course, she awakens from her, you know, being passed out from all the crazy trauma shit she's been through. And there's Dr. Carl Hill's head, and they're talking to her, and she's sitting there screaming her damn ass off. I would, too. There's a talking head talking to me. Then he tells his, his other half of his body to pick his head up, and he starts to lick on her. I was like, oh, my God, this is the... This is the early story that I was telling you that made me scream bloody murder. I mean, blood curdling, terrifying, I mean, horrific screaming I did that I woke my whole family up. Dr. Hill's head just goes down to her titty. He starts licking and sucking on her titty. Then he goes down to lick on her like stomach and shit. And this fool is going down to eat her coochie. Oh, yes, he went down at the eat her damn coochie. I said, oh, my God. That's when I literally was pulling my hair and screaming like that. He was like, he, he, yeah, he was, he was finna eat a coochie. He finna tear this shit up. I said, that's fucked up. You are a fucked up ass man. You are fucked up when you was living and you're fucked up when you're dead. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Dead and West bust on in like Calvary and stuff to go save Megan. Goddamn, Wes had to insult him. I, I swear on crap, I was with that. I was right there with Wes. So he's like, huh, for you to wait, you have to go lower to like kidnap a, what do you say? A bubbly co-ed, bubblehead, bobblehead co-ed. I was like, God dang. He done insulted the girl. And healed right at the same time. I said, that is some cold-ass shade right there. That shade was cold back in the day, though. So, then, so Hill was like, shit. He was like, huh. I got some, You got some? I got some, too. He's like, I am like 20 steps ahead of y'all bastards. And here comes all of the people that was in the morgue that was dead. He lobotomized them. He injected them with the serum. And he also mind controls. So you seen like ass and titties and dinglings, everything swinging, fighting, going up in the air. She's screaming butt ass naked and everything. I was just like, I ain't seen that many swinging ass booties and dicks and shit all in my life in one motherfucking movie. I was like, I don't know if I want to get aroused or be scared or I'm confused. I'm having... These feelings, you know what I'm saying? These new, brand new feelings and shit. I'm feeling like I had that look like like Michael Jackson, like looking off to the to the sunset of the wall. That's how I felt right there. That was, that was crazy, though. That was crazy, though. And um, so they had like this Duke it out battle with all the dead people that was injected with uh, Dr. Herbert West's serum. Um, Dr. Carl Hill was like, hell yeah, checkmate motherfuckers, you know, I'm, I may be two, in two pieces and everything, but I'm gonna win this bitch, you know what I'm saying? So, Dr. like, Herbert West was like, oh no, you ain't motherfucker, you know, 
He got his ass. He like stuck his ass and shit in one of the uh cadavers, the you know, and the cadaver started to uh act all weird and stuff and it was like churning and changing into something else because the dosage was like really, really high. And um Megan is finally off the table. Dan is like getting her he is like, come on. And she was like, Daddy, do you remember quit fighting us and stuff? I'm your daughter and everything. And Dan, you know, like Dean Halsley was like, oh, hell, what the fuck did I do? You know, all this crazy ass shit. And then he like realizes like, yeah, fucking Jafar right over there, Dr. Hill, then fucking done this to me and stuff. Oh no. So he got Dr. Hill's head and squished shit out of him. That was like pretty cool right there. And yeah, it was like so weird. Like through it is that the cadaver turned like had all these tentacles like getting west and he was pulling them in inside of the cadaver. That was like, oh that's strange right there. And then all you seen is smoke and shit. Like it was thriller or something. I was like, what is this thriller now? Had all the lights and stuff. I was like cracking up laughing. One of the cadavers uh, pulled the electrical switch, you know, electrocuted. They all flip flop flam. Um, they got out, and um, Wes was telling Dan to like get his bag. Like, don't worry about me. Just get my bag. Just get my life's work. Come on, go, go, go. So. You know, Megan and Dan was running down the hall. They were getting in the elevator. Shit, they almost made it. She got her ass got by one of the uh, corpses. Dan got that um, axe, chopped that motherfucker arm off and everything. Shit, her ass wasn't even breathing. Not breathing, breathing. Um, They made it up to the top of the um, hospital where the um, ER is at. Um, they were prepping her. He was going back where they were first started at when Dan was trying to save the life of a, a middle-aged woman. He kept doing chest compressing, everything that he can do. And God dang, man, I can't wait to go to sleep and everything. I love Life of Thunder, though. So corny. It's like a romantic movie or something like that. And so he just kept going on. She was dead. She was already dead. Junior dead in the motherfucker. Junior dead in the motherfucker. Megan dead in the motherfucker. Oh, it like killed him though. It killed him though. Cause you know, he like, man, I had the girl. I had like her daddy's trust. I had everything at the palm of my hands until I met Herbert West. Now my whole life is like in a total nightmare. And, you know, like, how Latin was, like, he thought, like, his life was so terrible and shit, and then he got the genie and everything, and it just got, like, all better. He got, like, you know, he became, you know, like, like, uh, Jasmine's boo thing, and he got the trust of the sultan, and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, this is, like, in the reverse right here. Of course, like I said, this is H.P. Lovecraft. And he was just like, fuck, you know what, I'm going to my last resort. So he got West. A uh, little green, nice little serum. His serum injects her, and he, she starts screaming and shit. And shit, that's the end of the movie right there. And that damn, the damn, like, like, reanimator is pretty tough. Like, it, like, even though it came out in 85, it's still, like, a really tough movie. There was, like, some corny parts with it, too. But, like, overall... That movie was legit. It was very legit. It showed like a lot of uh, things that we've seen like in Aladdin. And the saddest part about the movie is that Dean Halsley and Megan, his daughter, were the two innocent people in the whole movie that got killed. They died, like, really horribly because of those three-ass motherfuckers, West, Hill, and Dan, were all, like, just just seeking so much power that they forgot the focus of, like, knowing that it didn't even matter, like, who was innocent or in their way. They were still 
you know, cut them out, you know, don't give a shit just to like obtain that power that they sought or they already have and more power. And Dan was somebody that could have like used his powers for good. But since he got tangled up with West, he was just like, damn it, fuck it. I don't know. I believe that was like a character or uh, arc for him because he kind of named himself like the Dark Prince like throughout a couple of movies that uh, Bruce Abbott has done. And with Dan, he he realized that like maybe he's not good. Maybe he's you know, just the same as, like, Herbert West, because to him, he's, like, Herbert is a lot of trouble, but Herbert is, he probably seen a lot of himself in the Herbert, where Herbert was more selfish, he didn't give a shit about anybody, but his own self, Herbert lied a lot, he gaslighted a lot of people, he was very good at manipulating, and he had something that nobody else did not have and it was breakthrough like in technology and science though it poses like the whole question of like who possesses something of a you know to like a god that brings like things to life and that's what Dan though he was you know, in the beginning of the movie with the lady, he was just so adamant to make sure she came back to life, and he felt so weak and vulnerable because she died, but he, Dan just did not understand that, like, life does need death, and death does need life, because there is a balance in that, and Dan just believed, like, if I'm a good doctor and make sure everybody is, you know, well and good and, you know, happy and everything else that's like him trying to not part the waves or he just like, he was just like in denial about the reality of like being a doctor and, and, and everything else because Dan wanted that. He had a good power, but he just misused his power. And the same thing with Dr. Hill. Dr. Hill had power, but he sought and seeked it out with being a liar. He sought and seeked it out of, like, trying to take over people's work. Uh, As Wes called him out on his shit that he plagiarizes, uh, which is basically lying and stealing, to, like, make himself you know, seem like he is the authoritative of, like, everything in the, uh, the field that they were in with brain surgery and neuros, you know, neurosurgery and things like that, and he knew how to steal people's powers and make them weak because he was really good at being crafty like that. That's the reason why he was, like, the right-hand man to Dean Halsley because he, he was a master manipulator, his damn self of doing Dean Halsley like that. And of course, his obsession with Megan, because Megan was the, the, how would I put it? Megan was the epitome of just not only just beauty, but something that he lacked. He lacked a lot of love and he lacked a lot of empathy and, 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 in like innocence and he's seen that innocence and he wanted to take control and control that uh that innocence within Megan because he feels that once he gets her he can make her the same way how he made her dad trust him and other colleagues and constituents in his field to like oh Dr. Hill is so amazing where he really wasn't, he was just a thieving ass, uh, mediocre ass, you know, brain surgeon, he really was, he wasn't even that great in what the fuck he was doing, really, if you, like, put two and two together, but yeah, that is Reanimator, and that is the end of our podcast show, 
of y'all probably wonder like, damn, she's like operating. She says 7.30. You know what? I'm operating on Pacific time. Though I'm in Central time, hey, I got stuff to do and everything. But you know what? I always come back and do a show. But anyways, y'all, y'all have a great night. And thank you for listening to this podcast to Reanimator. I have no idea what's next week's um, Saturday feature and stuff. Like I said, I'm going to be like going ahead and doing some science fiction with that. So we're going to bring in some science fiction. Um, Also, I'm going to be collabing like with um, Christy because I know she wanted to hear about some witches and stuff. So I'm going to bring up some witches and everything. And plus like witches are like really hot. And plus like I'm kind of like plugging my damn self but anyways i'm casey lacy with you and that is the end of the random horror show you have great cheaply lovely taste in podcast listening and y'all have a good night and thank you for listening